Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Creative Control with Beach Comic. Hey, how's it going? I sliced my thumb up pretty bad. I was trying to julienne potatoes. My right thumb. It's my dominant thumb. It's making things difficult. You know, it's the weirdest. I can't boo. I, I like booing things. I like to just like, you know, and I can't do it. My thumb's sort of out of commission. I got it all wrapped up here in tape and gauze and stuff. Anyway, it's bleeding. I should probably go get stitches. Anyway, it's been difficult to uh, make the show for you. I just want you to know the trouble I've gone to. To make today's show, Nick Sewell of Biblical is on the program to talk about uh, his band, their new album, Monsoon Season, which I'm a big fan of. They're playing Kazoo Fest in Guelph. I'm going to go see them in April, sometime between April 9th and 13th. KazooKazoo.ca for more information. And uh, yeah, Nick and I have a nice chat. Did you know his dad used to be mayor of Toronto? Huh? I didn't know that. I Actually, I did know that. I brought it up. Or I thought it. I suspected it. I came across a... John Sewell in a book I read uh, It's called uh, Some Great Idea Which I I mistitle In the interview You'll hear it in a second Anyway, here it is You're going to hear a new uh, biblical song From Monsoon Season Great record And here's me and Nick I gotta go sop up some blood Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza, the pizza. Personally... I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio. Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O. G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A That's Pizza Trocadero A place of the good trade 
Nick Sewell sings and plays bass in a mighty rock band from Toronto called Biblical. Formed in 2010, Biblical features members of the Illuminati, the Bicycles, and the Old Soul, and they're hailed for their heavy, swirling take on psych rock. The band's blistering new album is Monsoon Season, which is out now via New Damage Records, and it's prompted them to tour, including a stop in Guelph during Kazoo Fest between April 9th and 13th. Here to discuss this further is Nick Sewell. Hi, Nick. How you doing? Hi, Beach. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I have a slight, slight tickle in my throat. I may cough at you, but otherwise I'm fine. Oh, that's okay. You sound great. Well, you sound amazing, too, if I might say. Now, <laughs> I, I always ask my guest, Nick, where in the world are you? Uh, I'm in Toronto. Now, this is your home Born base? Bled. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Hey, I actually was just reading a book by Edward Keenan uh, about, mm-hmm. uh, it's called One Great Idea. Oh boy, I forget the name of it. He was on the show. I feel terrible. Anyway, it's kind of this uh, history of Toronto's municipal politics, and I came across a Sewell. Are you any relation to the political Sewells? I am. Uh, you are no doubt referring to John Sewell, who is my father, who was uh, basically, I guess you'd call him a hippie counselor in the uh, late 60s and 70s. And he went on to become mayor for two years, from 1978 to 1980. Wow. So your, your, yeah. da- your dad was mayor of Toronto? It's true. Wow. That must have been... It's true. That must have been good. Now, what kind of crack cocaine smoker was your father? Uh, well, he hadn't really hit his stride yet, you know. Um, not at that time, but... Uh, <laughs> listen, not all of our mayors are crack smokers. Most of them, but not all of them. Right, most of them. Okay, that's good. <laughs> now, is your dad still with us? Yeah. Yes, he is. Okay, so what does your dad do now? Uh, he... Well, he, he left politics. Uh, following that. Back then, uh, the mayoral was only a two-year term, not a four-year term. Mm-hmm. So he served as one term, and uh, he's mostly just been in municipal affairs. He uh, he taught for a while at a couple of universities, you know, criminology and social planning, and uh, he, he writes books, and he writes articles, and uh, that's about what he does these days. Okay, so what is your father's uh, take on uh, the current election and and maybe even what's been going on at City Hall? I know that uh, for some of us, I don't know if you're among them, kind of sick to death of talking about what's happening in Toronto's city politics, but there's an election coming up, uh, and yeah. there's, there's a pretty interesting field of candidates. Has your, do you talk to your father about stuff like that? Uh, we, uh, we discuss politics, international you know, Canadian federal politics, American politics, world politics. Uh, it's one of the things we love to talk about when we get together. So, um, I mean, the thing about Rob Ford is he's obviously a character, and as such, you can have a lot of fun discussing his antics. But, uh, you know, in terms of his policies, he's a pretty inconsistent type of guy, even for a right-wing guy, you yeah. know. Hmm. He, uh, because in so many ways he, he professes white, like you know right wing ideals and money saving and reduced taxes and reduced, but then his big ticket items are all big spending issues like the subway and like the police. You know he's going through shredding 
shredding government jobs at the city level, but at the same time giving an 11% pay increase to to the police budget. So, he, he, like I said, he, he's a pretty inconsistent guy. Wherever you might land politically, you know, uh, you know, left wing, right wing, whatever it is, he's rubs was pretty all over the place. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And so your father. Does seeing all this? Does your father miss that? Miss this atmosphere? Does he, is he like I'm glad I'm not involved in this crazy thing? Probably a little bit of both, frankly. Um, mm. You know, he. The thing is, is that you know he he obviously has some pretty strong ideas about how a city should be run, and you know things that he thinks foster growth and make a city a better place to live, but. Um, you know, at the same time, I think he recognizes that the the political climate at any level of government these days makes it really hard to get stuff done. Mm. So has his experience and your observation as a citizen of Toronto dissuaded you from, so to speak, following in your father's footsteps? You know, have you ever <laughs> have you considered political office or anything like that? Well, it's a funny thing because so many people during this whole up for debacle have said, When's your dad going to get back into it, man? We need your dad to come back. And when I tell him that, he he laughs in my face and says, "It's your turn." <laughs> oh, interesting. But, uh, hey, I'm I'm I play in a rock band. That's where my passions lie. So, you know, maybe maybe later, <laughs> maybe later in life. Yeah, I put a lot of pressure on you. This is supposed to be an, uh, a little interview about your your you know rock band, and I'm like, when are you running for office? What's going on? <laughs> well, I think, you know, as soon as you cut the check, you know, like, uh, as soon as you cut the check, I will go down and I will file the paperwork. <laughs> All right. Good to know. I'll work on accumulating, a, you know, a bankroll for you, uh, a campaign trust, <laughs> if you will. Now, I read, I think it was last week, uh, maybe on your Facebook wall or something that, or maybe it was in the news, are, are Biblical not playing a big metal festival in Montreal? Yes, we are. Uh, in August, August 9th and 10th, there's a big festival there called Heavy MTL. And uh, one day Metallica headlines, and then the next day Slayer headlines. Wow. And we've been invited to play. Yep. And uh, it's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of bands, right? And a whole bunch of stages. And I don't expect to be within two miles of Metallica. <laughs> but... It's still really, really cool that they invited us on there. And hey, they put us on the poster, and that is uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty it's, crazy to see my band name, you know, down the line from those bands. You know. Yeah, on it's one, it's one of those posters. These you know the festival posters where they're clearly the font size indicates kind of the tier of the band. You know, yeah. like the size of their name, and yours is not small. It's there. Yeah, it's there. It's readable. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Now, this association with metal, uh, I'm somewhat confused by it in terms of biblical. Um, I don't know why that would be. Can you talk about the b band's relationship with heavy metal? Like, do you feel like the band is a metal band? Um, not, not really. Uh, certainly, there are things that I hear in our sound that are common to metal it's almost like uh as soon as you have any kind of a guitar solo they go uh, oh you're metal 
Um, but by that same virtue, I think that opens the door to a lot of metal fans liking us. You know, like we're, we're there's a lot of common things that we have with metal. You know, we're super loud. We're we're heavy. We have like raging guitar solos. The vocal can get pretty gnarly. Uh, that's not to mean that we're just a metal band or that you should just regard us in that way. But you know, I, I'm I'm not surprised that people you know file us in that category. Okay, because uh, there I, are certainly aspects of that to our sound. Does it does it stem from your kind of hard rocking past yourself? Like you were in the Illuminati, which was a pretty heavy band. Do you think it's, it's... yeah? And it, and it's probably the same thing. Like with that band, I would call it rock, but I guess like a lot of you know, rock's such a fluid term and yeah. it covers a lot of ground. Uh, so. I guess when you when you start getting into the the heavier side of that thing, you know, it's easy for people to go, oh, it's heavy metal, you know. Yeah. And especially if you think of how many subgenres there are within metal these days, like, you know, as soon as you say metal, then you just go down the rabbit hole to, well, is it thrash metal? Is it death metal? Is it black metal? Is it doom metal? Is it stoner metal? Is it and a million combinations, right? Yeah, like I reviewed the new album for Exclaim recently, and uh, your bandmate, Andrew Scott, specifically told me he was really grateful uh, about the review, in particular because I mentioned Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet as a reference point. And as I yeah. said, yeah, and he seemed very happy. Like he he wasn't disputing the metal or hard rock claims, but he kind of was like, that's all we ever get. And like no one really gets the kind of, the other side, like that's kind of the your reference. Like me mentioning Shadowy Men was a big deal to him. Like he's like someone is getting at it, you know. And I'm not... absolutely like we we went out of our way to put so many like so much surf and so much atmosphere and like all those reverbs and things. Like that's like absolutely our first love. But funny enough, like I, I personally see a bit of a crossover between. You know, surf, if you think of like a Dick Dale lick, you know, where it's like, like, there's a crossover in that picking style with with metal. <laughs> yeah. If you think of like a really fast picking, right? So, and and that, you know, in a, in a way was by design. We were like, here's a way we can intersect the two things. Right. You know, have like, have like really washed out surfy 60s vibe, but it can still exist perfectly well in a you know in a heavy context so did like when andrew approached me to be like as i say with some gratitude i kind of got the, the subtext for me was like he feel he felt and i can't speak for him now and i don't expect you to speak for him but i assume the band has discussions about these sorts of things the subtext for me was that he felt there were kind of misconceptions about the band or things about the band aspects totally. yeah that people are missing totally. and <laughs> what, yeah. so can you kind of identify some of those mis misconceptions and maybe since you have this platform with me now, do you want to clarify what like being branded metal or stoner rock or what psych rock, like whatever even I said today, like, mm -hmm. like, you know, these sort of, pigeon well, these pigeonholes are I think they are, they are. And one of the things we try to do with this band is we, we try to pack in as many ideas from as many different genres and, eras of music as we can to try to make something that we hope is, you know, new and different. And so it's nice when people 
flag those things about the music rather than it's loud, it's aggressive, it's, you know, it's just focusing on the heavy. I, I think that stoner, stoner gets thrown around a lot in, to describe us, but in a lot of ways it's a very simplistic and almost a, like a bit of a dismissive um, description. I think a lot of times you can say, oh, you know, that that seems to lend an, an air of like, well, there's not much spot into it or or it's just something you like, you know, put on and headbang to. And, you know, we've put a, we've, we've taken a lot of time to put a lot of detail and sort of sculpt the space of the, of the mix and the sonics and what's happening. So we're really happy when, when, you know, people like yourself, you know, that that's the first thing that they notice, you know, rather than just the loud part. Yeah. I mean, it probably stems from the idea, like I, I'm not a huge connoisseur of metal. Um, I listened to some of it and, I guess my point is I'm coming to the record from a non-metal, mostly a non-metal perspective. I kind of appreciate and understand what metal conventions are and when people are, sure, sure, sure. you know, have that tinge. So that could be part of it too. It could be a context. Like, are you getting these kind of these metal or heavy oriented? Um, are people attributing that to you because that's what they want it to be? Almost like they're coming from that perspective. Well, I guess. Uh... Part of it too is that, I mean, certainly with 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 monsoon season, we're getting a lot more uh, recognition for the elements that that you picked up on, mm-hmm. and I think that's got a lot to do with like this might be the first time people have been able to hear those details because, you know, you're in a, when you're in a loud rock band, I totally appreciate that if you you know if you see it live, sometimes those details don't cut through. Right, right. right. Or, or those aren't the things that strike people in the audience. All they remember is, yeah, they were loud, right? Not, mm-hmm. you know, like they were loud. Like, great example, we played the Wavelength uh, Festival a few weeks back. And again, uh, I was, you know, Exclaim was generous enough to us to include a photo. And it said, you know, Biblical played a steady stream of doom metal. But, you know, I, I don't remember it being a steady stream of doom. <laughs> you know, we 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 dropped down, we got like tripped out. We know we were dropping minor seven chords, and you know, I'm like, okay, is that a steady stream of doom? It's like certainly there were those aspects to the show, absolutely. But maybe that, maybe what you and Andrew are speaking to is is laziness on the part of writers or listeners. I don't know, or I mean, I can't, I can't fault somebody for what their takeaway is, of or you know, everybody's allowed to like have their impression of, you know, it's the same thing. You go to see a movie, it's like, you know, how was it? It's like it was funny, or it wasn't funny, or so it's the same thing. I'm not going to fault somebody like you didn't hear that dominant seven I played in the third <laughs> song right at the end. Like, you can't get mad at somebody for that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, to be totally honest, like we're just we're just really happy that people are listening to the record and picking up on all those other things that we're trying to color the sound with. You know, like we're 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 so stoked that that those are the things when people listen to the record, that's what they're getting. So okay, 
No, and I pre- we're all smiles. We're all smiles. <laughs> it's it's very diplomatic of you to say that, and I think it's it's fair. But it, but it's the truth, though. It really is the truth. Sure. No. No. And I yeah. I, I guess it's a good. I, what I was really meant there is that I think you're in a healthy. It sounds like you're in a healthy space about. I think I must be weird. Like it's been so long since I was in a band that put out a record and sort of cared what people thought about it. You know. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> like I know that. You know, in this age of like, I've noticed that it's a, the artists, musicians, bands have a are discovering that they can have a different dynamic with the press. They can choose to talk to them. They can choose mm-hmm. not to. They can choose to acknowledge um, reviews. They can choose to not do that. You know, play it cool. And uh, yeah. it's interesting to hear, like, you know, you guys, from what I can tell, are pretty. You seem quite pleased when people are responding to the band and you're you're mentioning that so it's it does seem like that reception and 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 keep kind of tracking what people are saying is kind of important to you well you know you make a record and you just hope that people are going to listen to it you know Hmm. like you you definitely hope that people are going to like it but stage one of that is that they're actually going to give it a chance and put it on you know and Hmm. (laughs) listen to it so like again when, when Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When we're getting all this great feedback and people it's like, oh, there's like flavors of this. And, you know, you mentioned Link Ray. I was like, bam, definitely. Yeah. But like, definitely, there's, it's in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I hear you. It's good. So, it's, it's, you good. know, you love it. Like, it's nice. It's nice when people pick up on details that you thought were, ha ha ha, it's my little secret. And then <laughs> someone's like, oh, that sounds like this. It's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of delving into the record, like monsoon season to me, it seems to have this emotional complexity. Like I hear a lot of dialogue between fathers and children, husbands and wives, and potentially between earthlings and gods. You know, it seems like there's some kind of. Well, I guess I'm curious. Where does that particular discussion of connection stem from? Is this something that wells within you? Are you the primary lyricist? Yeah, the, these teams, uh, I wrote the lyrics. Well, the, it basically comes from, there's, there's been like a kind of, it's been a strange period for me over the last four or five years. Of uh, There was a lot of fullness in my family. Um, you know, my, my, my dad, speaking of my dad, he, he, he got sick with cancer. And uh, he he beat it, which was amazing. 
But at the same time, uh, my mother's step, uh, my mother's partner, my stepfather, John, um, he also got cancer, but he didn't make it. Mm. And he passed away in, in 2010. And uh, there's been a couple of other members of my extended family who also uh, who also got really sick, and some of them didn't make it. So I'm sorry. I'm, me, I'm sorry. Writing, to, I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's, I mean, you know, it's life, right? But hmm. uh, so for me, but basically, lyrically, um, I, I was really trying to capture that, like going through a phase like that's what the monsoon season is it was like this like like a really dark difficult period of life you know and 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 how you cope within that and then how you move beyond it you know when 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 that season passes so that was that was where i was writing from lyrically. Hmm. and many of the songs seem to have these themes about Searching and discovery, I hear that a lot too. Like there's just a, a, a sort of invocation of vast landscapes and sky, open sky, ocean, like just like a lot of elemental stuff, I guess. But just kind of like it. It seems to me sure, like, sure, like sure. paint, paint, like it, to me, it conveys these like really vast landscapes. But it almost makes the narrator or the song or you, the singers, and, and even the way the vo- the vocals are mixed, you sound small in a big world. Well, uh, that was definitely intentional. Um, we, we, we wanted to, we, I, I don't know if you've seen, uh, surely you've seen the cover of the record that has like the waves with the two, the two hands coming up. Uh-huh. Um, that, that image was born out of what we wanted to sound like, you know, we were thinking like, okay, like biblical, like parting of the seas. And I always just had this image of like two tidal waves and, in terms of the mix, I always thought it was like, oh yeah, it'd be amazing just to have like the band just like rising up, and then the vocals are this small like little thing, huh. you know, in the middle of the ocean, like lost, <laughs> like over overwhelmed by the elements. Hmm. You know, hmm. interesting. I mean, when you say elements, like when I hear the song "Married Man," which mm. uh, I think is a song about con, like what you're describing to me is a bit of a conflict. The conflict is between the small and the large, between uh, mm-hmm. the you know the little voice and the giant sound, and the 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 small person on a gigantic planet. Like there's just a lot of that's a tension that I think is within the sound, within the songs. And Married Man in particular has this like, I love my wife, I just can't take this. I can't. What is it? I just can't take this anymore. Like it's like a weird. I can't go on this way. Can't go on those, this way. Those... That's actually uh, that, that's actually a traditional bluegrass song that we adapted oh. um, into. So those lyrics I didn't write, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but like thoughts of uh, you know we really wanted or we we <laughs> like I yeah like travel and uh, like one of the songs traders I think and and that's I think the song you were talking about earlier about like landscapes and uh, voyaging. And that that song was like about you know excommunication, mm, about mm. like a band of people who get like you like you get banished from their land and have to go live somewhere else. And that sort of thing, as married man, like you know, you can't go on this way, have to go somewhere else. 
And I'm not sure where I was coming from on that stuff. But again, it's, I guess it's like the, the notion of fleeing, <laughs> you know, fleeing, yeah, yeah, no, the I, bad, I, fleeing the badness, the bad time. But it also, I think, reveals a, what I, the other sense I get from the record is just restlessness, um, which maybe is a easy catch-all for anything, for any motivation for travel. Um, mm-hmm. The sense of just... Well, you know what? You're, you're, probably, you're probably right. I, I I used to do a lot of touring in, in the various bands I've played, and, you know, I haven't done that in five years, you know, since I stopped playing in Sebastian Granger's band, so... I hadn't even thought of that until you brought it up, but there probably is a bit of restlessness in there. Yeah, yeah, and it it just seems like when I say searching and discovery, I think there's this acknowledgement that there's a whole lot of stuff going on around you, and you want to. And I'm I'm saying you as a narrator, not maybe it's you as a person, but maybe you want to absorb as much of what's out there as possible. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing when you know there's so much out there and you want to experience it, but you know material conditions don't necessarily enable you to do that that's true it's true <laughs> we're getting a little heavy here but uh it, it is, oh, it is heavy. I, I hadn't thought of that it well it, it, you know i, I was listening it's, I, it seems to come through some some it's one of those things that's weird it's like you put it together like i never really thought about what anything means you know you're, you're making something you're you're like caught up in the making and the doing and uh, other than you know the, the you know the family stuff I had brought up, I, I haven't really stopped to consider what I actually might have meant. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like this kind of sounds cool, and it goes with the vibe of the song. So, but uh, in terms of an overarching theme, it's funny. It's like you know, some people make records with a really clear intention of like. You know, I want it to be this. I want it to be about this. These are the themes. Yeah. And uh, certainly there are themes of play on Monsoon, but I like. I don't know how. I don't know how much we set out to do it. Right. Um, from from starting point, it just sort of ended up that way. Right. Well, speaking of that restlessness and that searching, um, I know that you've got some tour dates coming up. I, I guess what's next for Biblical in terms of shows or plans? It seems like the the machine is really rolling right now. Yeah, we're just trying to we're just trying to book stuff. Um, you know, we've got a, like a few stops coming up again at Kazoo Fest. It's gonna be super fun and uh, stuff sort of in and around Toronto, but. Uh, Definitely, we're we're in the process of just trying to figure out how to how to make it all the places we want to go, and that includes like Europe and the UK and certainly the US. So, but again, you know, it's easier said than done sometimes. So, right, <laughs> taking a little bit to figure it all out. And the process of making monsoon season. Uh, when did you begin it, and when did it uh, end in terms of making the record? Um, it took us about a year to make. We started we started tracking it. Uh, Jay and I started tracking it in right at the very end of May of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then we basically had it totally done and first pass of mastering a year later. So uh, like May of last year. Mm-hmm. And then just took us a little while to shop it and all that stuff and we were going to try and get it out for last fall but we just 
ended up making the decision that it would have been too rushed to get everything sort of organized. We decided to wait till spring. So no, that's fair. That's all. That's all fair. I guess my the point of my question is that so you're talking about a a, <clears throat> a batch of songs that's a couple of years old now. This suggests to me that as that there might be a whole bunch of new songs. Uh, Gear. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. There's uh, there's tons of them kicking around. Um, to be honest, um, about half of Monsoon season was written as we were making the record. Oh, okay. So, which was a really nice split. So we had half of the songs which were, you know, battle tested on the stage and we played them and stuff like that. But then the other half of them we actually worked out as we were doing them, which was cool because it sort of gave us some freedom to experiment, which, you know, like, you know everybody always says, oh, you got to, like, go play the shit of the songs on stage and then, you know, you'll know where they stand. But at the same time, it's like, then that's your tool set. Yeah. Right? You're never going to, like, try this weird sound or do anything beyond, um, you know, what what you're working with at hand. And, we had a couple tunes that are on the record where we really did an about face and like, you know what, I'm going to totally rewrite that part or, hmm. you know, this isn't working. Let's go this way. And, uh, so now since we finished the record, we've had tons of fun adapting those arrangements and those ideas into the live context, which is making them, you know, totally new yet again. Okay, cool. And, and so, yeah. And that will also, that adaptation likely is inspiring uh, what, whatever you've been writing uh, or whatever you're working on now, I assume, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. And so there are there other releases or anything coming up? Like, are, are you planning any special singles or anything like that? Uh, really, like, we, we haven't, uh, we, we haven't started recording any of the, the, the other material. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a couple of other tracks left from the monsoon sessions that we might finish off and do something with in the interim. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, we, we've really just been trying to, uh, you know, we, we, while we were work, while we we're finishing monsoon, we just like, really were like, let's just focus and make this like absolutely the best it can be rather than, you know, dividing our attention and starting new stuff. Right. Right. And, uh, like we've just been trying, trying to, be focused on the task at hand. You know, I think, I think when you're, you know, being a musician, it's really tempting to move on to the next thing sometimes too soon. Yeah. You know, like, okay, well this is, this is, this is good enough. Let's just, you know, and, uh, that's when we just like really wanted to put the polish on it and then, you know, take the songs back to the practice space and work on, work on those arrangements to make something, I don't know, extra cool when we play them live. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of this record, and I, I can't wait to see the band live again. And uh, you know, I just wish you the best of luck here, Nick. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. I want to uh, let folks know. Oh, go ahead. You were gonna, you were probably gonna compliment me. You were gonna say something nice about me, and I cut you off. So. I was, I what you know what I was. I was gonna say that we, you know, we really appreciate the the thoughtful words that you've written about us and uh you know like i said it makes us very happy to know that you know the little details that would fly over most people's heads that like you know people are picking up on it so oh cool 
I, I'm le- I'm learning a thing on this show where I, I need to stop cutting people off because they, they there could be a chance they want to say something nice about me. <laughs> well, there you go. So there it, you go. <laughs> it's a weird. I'm being selfish and trying to be polite at the same time. Like it's a weird. What? I'm going to give you a double nicety, and that is like <laughs> you know, the second nicety being you've had you've had me on the show. And, uh, <laughs> that's true that's yeah. true yeah I'm, and I'm, offered and offered some thought-provoking questions oh you know? well, that, that kind of stumped me a couple times <laughs> well that's good right you, i hope you learned something it sounds to me and you know the hope is always you you may have learned something about your own work you know it's true it's true hmm. i uh i certainly hadn't thought of it that way so well, cool. I'm glad I was here for you to help. <laughs> Once again... Uh, Checks in the mail, man. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to get your campaign, uh, y- y- the kitty going for your campaign for mayor, uh, actually, but uh, we'll work okay, on well, it. Okay, well, how about I just cancel... I'll just cancel this check and we're square. Why don't you put the check yeah. you were sending me into the kitty fund, and then we'll you'll provide the seed money, and then I'll just build upon it so that you're mayor in like 10 years. Done. Okay, good. Done. Excellent. Tapping you for campaign manager. (laughs) Once again, the new biblical album is an excellent one. It's called Monsoon Season. Uh, It's out now via New Damage Records, and uh, the band is uh, touring all over the place and trying to tour all all over the place. Uh, They are making a stop in Guelph during Kazoo Fest between April 9th and 13th, and you can learn more about them and their record and their tour dates at biblicalband.com and follow them on Twitter at biblical band uh, nick before we go is it possible for you to pick a song from monsoon season for us to hear i don't know you pick one no i never you do. Know, I, this is no, a, you never do. i never i try okay, not I'll, to this is additional insight right this is like okay, here here we go uh let's let's hear all justice no peace and uh the reason being that we have a new video that's going to come out very soon for that song and it's a ton of fun perfect that's great all justice no peace biblical nick sewell you're a great man thank you for being on the show <laughs> thank you sir
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.